The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello everyone and welcome. So in the journey through the Satipatthana Sutta, through the Buddha's teachings on developing a heightened awareness in our lives, we're now in the second foundation. And from here on out, the second, third, and fourth, the practice that's emphasized is knowing, is to know what's happening. In the earlier exercise, uh, there were other things that, uh, for the first foundation, there was knowing, there was experiencing, there was relaxing the body, there was clear comprehension, there was uh, the use of the imagination uh, or reflection uh, in order to connect to the part, different aspects of the body. And um, But here on it, just <clears throat> uh, to understand or to know, because Bodhi translates it understands, I like to translate it as to know. Uh, one knows. And, um, and knowing is really kind of at the heart of uh, sati, of mindfulness. And when we know, when we emphasize the knowing, uh, Sometimes it's easy to get lost or, or focus too much on the thing that we're getting to know, as if that is uh, the important thing. And it is important, and I don't want to diminish its value of really seeing clearly. But there's another side to knowing. And that is that <clears throat> knowing does not interfere with what is known. Knowing is a very simple practice. Just knowing without judgment, without evaluation, without um, criticism, or without desires or aversions, just know. And but that that and what, one of the reasons that's important is that knowing makes room in the mind for something new to arise. And I'll explain it this way: that most much of the days that we're living, uh, we're acting in reaction or uh, directly in uh, the input, the data, the senses, the experience that's coming, we're uh, reacting to it without a lot of uh, forethought or without a lot of uh, reflection. Or um, So, for example, if, I'm, if you're sitting or we're sitting uncomfortably in a chair, many people will adjust themselves without thinking about it. They feel the discomfort and then there's kind of an automatic to adjust themselves. Or we hear a sound and automatically turn towards it without any kind of even awareness that we're, we're thinking about it or t- choosing to turn towards it. Or we have a um, pain someplace in the body and uh, there's immediately, with the, in, the, in the wake of that pain, there's aversion. We have pleasure in the body and then there's an automatic response of, ah, this is great, I want more of this. So reactions are the uh, actions that come kind of almost automatic, almost like uh, they're triggered by the experience. And this can happen in the mind as well. 
uh, we have a particular thought, and certain thoughts uh, uh, produce a reaction. And so we have another thought, another thought. And much of our thinking is, in some ways, reactive. It's, it's, uh, it's prompted, it's catalyzed by the thought before. Or there's feelings, internal emotions and feelings we have. So, for example, anger. Anger is a reactive emotion. It's, it's, it's an activity of, the, of response to uh, something's, been, uh, something's happened that triggers it. And uh, so I think about something that uh, someone was unkind to me, and I have a thought about it. And just the thought itself is a trigger for a reaction. I'm angry or indignant or something. And in the, when, when that re- reactivity, the reaction, the response is kind of immediate, catalyzed by the input that comes in, there's no room for some deeper wellspring, deeper flow of our life, the, the, the free flow of our inner life flowing out, like a wellspring uh, a fountain, kind of the water flowing out from deep inside the earth into the, into the fountain, into the spring. And, um, and so the knowing helps us to know what's happening, we see what's happening, helps us to know our reactivity. But the knowing in its simplicity is making, starting to make room for some wellspring, something different, something to emerge from within that is not reactive, that's radically different. It's almost like a uh, uh, paradigm shift in how we live our lives from being reactive, responsive to the input that comes in in all kinds of ways, including from the mind and emotions. And rather than responding to input, we're we're allowing something to emerge. Rather than being customers of life, we're being producers of life. That, and that's independent or free from the input that's coming all the time. So knowing allows for space, for the emergence of something inside which we don't make or create that is not a catalyzed by the input that comes in from anywhere, but rather exists in a certain way independent of our judgments, our ideas, our theories, our uh, memories, all kinds of things. So taking a comfortable, alert posture, a posture in which we practice knowing Perhaps a knowing that's not only cognitive, but also experiential. The, the way the body knows. Gently closing the eyes. And without any special breathing, familiarize yourself with how you're breathing right now. At the end of the exhale, let there be a 
ever so small pause in the exhale so you can feel the emergence of the inhale. It's what the body does. It breathes in. If you pause at the top of the inhale, you'll feel the body's desire to exhale. The exhale emerges. And perhaps if you feel your body, you'll feel where the body has a, almost like a urge to soften and relax. Then the face, the shoulders, the belly. Centering yourself on the body's experience of breathing. Seeing how you could know breathing, no inhale, no exhale. So you know the breathing itself. You experience it, you feel it. And in the knowing, there's lots of room. There's room for a kind of allowance allowing the breath to breathe itself. If there is attitudes connected to knowing, agendas, see if you can relax the thinking mind. Relax. Kind of like clearing a windshield, a window, so you can see clearly. Clearing the window of knowing. So there's only knowing of what is here. Knowing of in-breath, knowing of out-breath.
And then as you're sitting here, what might be, if you're aware of yourself globally, is your global experience of being here more on the pleasant side of things or the unpleasant? And whichever it is, take some moments to know it simply. Know how you are, pleasant or unpleasant or neither. As if it's, you have permission to be this way. There's no need to be any different. Just feel how you are. And recognize, is it generally pleasant or generally unpleasant here? And whichever it is, do you react to it? Do you have thoughts, ideas, judgments, concerns? If you do, you're making less room for something deeper to emerge in this space that knowing creates. The space that awareness provides. Can you find a way of being that is not reactive to anything? That allows whatever is just to be in the space of awareness. And if you look around your body and mind, can you find some place where there is pleasantness, pleasure, goodness, that might be emergent, that arises as there, independent of 
whatever you're experiencing, not a reaction to anything, Is there a place within of quiet, of calm, some degree of peace, some kind of pleasure It's not part of the world of reactivity, of thoughts and stories and what's happened to us or will happen. The place where there's feeling at home, here and now. A place of pleasantness, pleasure, however small, Maybe if there is such a place, you can gently breathe through it, breathe with it, knowing it as you breathe. Just knowing with a knowing that gives room and space for the emergence of what flows from inside, the wellspring. Letting the thinking mind become quieter. The quieter the mind becomes, the more space there is for this deeper emergence. Of what exists free of reactivity, not dependent on the inputs that come in.
Is there within you some place of comfort or peace or warmth, calmness, that seems to be independent of the world around you, maybe even independent of your ordinary feelings and thoughts. Is there a pleasure within that's not dependent on your ordinary sensations of the body. If you're quiet, it's a pleasure that can be there even when the body is uncomfortable. a quiet pleasure that's in some ways more satisfying than ordinary sensual pleasure. A pleasure that's better known or easier known when there's some degree of calm and subtleness, maybe near the end of a meditation. And as we come to the end of this sitting,
appreciating that certain emotional states have its origins in the deeper wellsprings within. Love, generosity, kindness, a love of honesty. That's easier, easily eclipsed by the reactive emotions and feelings, fear and anger, greed. Perhaps we can celebrate, treasure the emergence of the goodness within when we're quiet and peaceful. And may this relaxed place of pleasure within the emergent, may we turn our gaze outwards, out into the world with its suffering and challenges, war and poverty, and not lose this place of love or care, generosity. Gaze upon the world with love and kindness, generosity, not eclipsed by fear and anger, distress. May we look upon the world with kind eyes, concerned with the welfare and happiness of others. May we, in our each individual ways, contribute to the welfare and happiness of this world. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings everywhere be free. Mm. 